All right, we're back. Scott, and we're I'm happy back. to see that you're back in your office. For everybody who's just listening to this, you have to check us out on YouTube so that you can finally understand what we mean when we're talking about the skeleton on the toilet. And Anthony Bourdain. But yes, I'm back in paradise. It's back good to be in back. paradise. Nice. Yeah. So how was yeah. your trip? Good. Um, it was good. It was cold. I don't do weather because I'm a Californian, but uh, it was good. It was fun. Cool. Got to hang out in Austin, do some fun stuff. Did you meet any other uh, future technologists at uh, mm. social events? No. No, I kept no, to myself after just that the one, one last start. time. Yeah. All right, the one we already talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's good to be back. Um, what are we talking about today, Nathan? Well, so that's a good question. I guess, you know, if we kind of follow the thread that, you know, or the theme that we've been talking about for the last few shows and episodes, right? We kind of, uh, you know, talked a bit about how do you prove out a concept before putting too much effort, money, or time into it. Um, and hopefully that was helpful to folks, right? And we're thinking for today, um, if we make this enormous assumption that you've proven out your concept, you know, in a cheap, cost-effective, uh, light, you know, light labor fashion, right? And that your concept is worth pursuing, right? And now you want to get started. Um, now what, right? Do you do everything by yourself? Do you partner with people? Do you hire out people? What does your first kind of founding team, for lack of a better term, look like? And we thought that might be a good topic to start uh, talking about. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Scott. I have so many thoughts. Good. Um, thoughts are good. What are my What are my thoughts? It's um, It's definitely nice. It, doing these things can be lonely. Uh, I have a friend that um, is on this like venture by herself. Of she's like done market research, validated the product. I'm not really sure how deep, but it's just her working on it and she's trying to find a, a founder, a co-founder with her. And I think being able to share those wins with someone is like emotionally motivating so that you're not just, you're, you're not just sharing the wins with yourself. Um, but yeah, I think it depends on what lens you take this through because there's a lot of things like, being introspective, what are my skill sets? What do I bring to the table? Maybe you just have the idea and where you yeah. see the idea going because you have a specialized knowledge in a space construction. Um, the company I started, Artist Matt, was for combat sports athletes. So that was very niche of like, I'm so you're, a user. You're the subject matter expert of right. the problem space that your concept and idea is in. Right. So, okay, cool. Like I am an engineer and I have subject matter expert expertise. Who do I need on my team now? Um, product, like who came to mind was like someone doing product and sales and going out and finding the people that could work with us. Yep. Then once you need to scale up a little bit more, okay, we need one more engineer. Um, who's maybe design focused so we don't have to hire a designer. So we're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's where you're like, what's your 
biggest first problem? Do you need to build the thing or do you need to get people, you know, it's like. So if we put, you know, put it in, put it to test, let's say, right. Let's say you have an idea, Scott, right. First question I have for you is do you partner or do you go about it alone? If you were to do something tomorrow. Alone. It's a good why, question. And why is that? I guess, do you feel like you wouldn't need any external help? or you would go about seeking the help at the point in time when you need it? That, that one. I think that I'm one. that one. I think I'm, my skills, I have enough weird skills that can get me to a place of validation faster than bringing someone on. Cause that costs, that costs time. And if I'm not sure if this idea is worth anything and like, yeah, I validated it, but like, do I want to work on it? Maybe there's something I didn't see. So I'd like to see where I need help and then figure that out. Um, Do you think that has to do with the fact that you are an engineer as well? So you could potentially build some or all of this yourself, or would you say that in either case, I'm thinking if somebody's listening to this and does not have an engineering or technology background what would That's you a, answer yeah honestly i oh, i would probably answer it the same way because i don't i don't like this is going to sound weird i don't like building my ideas i get too i get too emotionally tied up in the engineering of it instead of purely focusing on the goals and the products like it's hard to be the cto the head of product and the engineer at the same time so i think i think i would leverage the i would familiarize myself with some tools if i wasn't technical and then get as far as i could there then i would bring someone on board also you you can communicate to them more of what you need if we, if I have an idea today and I'm like, Hey, Nathan, I have this idea. What do you think? And you're like, that sounds cool, but our, our roles might not be super defined in the slack we're picking up for each other. So getting a little bit farther down the road might make the timing more, pro- like might make the adventure more productive. I don't know. What do you think? How would you answer the same question? So I think if I were to answer the same question and honestly, for me, I think it goes both ways, meaning whether or not I have a technical background. Um, I think I would look to partner with one other individual. I, I would not start with trying to do like a three, four, five, whatever, you know, person founding team mm-hmm. is that would be too many cooks in the kitchen, I think. Um, but to start, um, I would look to partner with somebody. And I think the main reasons for me would be really around, you know, having somebody to share that journey with, to Mm -hmm. share the fun, to share the cries, to share the workload, the stress, the, um, you know, just that journey of, of building this technology product. It's not fun to do stuff alone all the time, at least in my opinion. Right. So I would, I would look for somebody and that's a big reason why, but I think, more importantly, and this really is, you know, the, the crux of, you know, finding somebody, I guess, to start with, right? But I think 
it's crucial and critically important that you do the introspection that you were talking about to understand what you have to bring to the table yourself, what you know, what you don't know, what you're good at, what you're not good at, maybe even more importantly, what you want to do and what you don't want to do, right? And find somebody that will complement yourself. Um, yeah. And I think I say that for two main reasons. I think one being, um, I think if, you, if you're two of the exact same person starting something, you're just going to be clashing all the time because you're way too similar, right? Um, but also in, in my past experience, right, finding somebody that is complementary to myself and the skill sets that I bring also brings to the table a different vantage point and has always helped me see things that I'm oblivious to, blind to, can't see, unaware of, whatever, right? So they bring that more, they help build that more complete picture, which ultimately will translate into a more complete company, product, service, whatever it may be. Um, so those are big reasons. And, and frankly, another one, um, you alluded to it earlier, I think, you know, when you're starting an endeavor like this, right? there's just a lot of crap to do all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, somebody to share that workload with, right. So that when you're in a situation where, you know, things are going hundred miles an hour and you've got to do all these different things and you can't keep all these spinning plates in the air and all that, that you have somebody that you can go to and say, listen, yes, I know normally I do this, or this was on my to-do list and I'm the owner of this thing or whatever, but I'm in a bind, you know, kids at home, whatever, stuck with somebody, something else. Can you just take that meeting? Cause it'll make us look better to, you know, talk to a prospective client, even though you may not be the expert versus us being a no-show or rescheduling yeah. or whatever. And I think it helps yeah. with all of that. Right. Um, so that, I think that's how to answer the question. I think again, like everything in life, right. It all depends because depending mm -hmm. on what it is the what it is that you're building, what technology product or service that you're building, if it's a very small, very niche type thing, maybe you can do it on your own as a side gig over many, many months or years, and you never need anyone else, right? But I'm thinking, you know, building something bigger, right? I would, yeah. I would look for someone. That's interesting. Maybe... I, I like where we're going on this, uh, what, like this, like first person you hire. Cause then maybe the next episode we'll talk about, okay, you have momentum and now you're bringing on a team, like a team. So we can talk more about that. But I think you touched on a really good point that I never, never really thought about. Like I get very proud. Even if I have a partner, I'm like, I just want to do the work because it makes me feel good. Right. But having that partner that is like, uh, how do I say this? Contributing to the workload and taking stuff off your plate and you can physically feel that is really important because I've been in yeah. partnerships where you feel like it's just adding to the plate. Um, and that's not great. And it, it could be you, it could be the partner, it could be your situation or whatever. But being introspective about like, I have a partner to lean on and they I'm here for them to lean on me and really thinking about that. Um, like we've talked about offline. I just got 
an ice machine as an asset because I'm experimenting with other forms of revenue. Mm. And I partnered with one of my best friends and he's there and takes stuff off my plate whenever I need it and, and vice versa. And that feels so good to know like, oh, if I don't have time, like I'm not going to get to this. It's like, okay, cool. He, he's got my back. And that it's a very dip it's a very different feeling than feeling like you have to do it all yourself, even with a partner. So just kind of riffing on what you were saying and being yeah, 100%. mindful I mean, I about agree that. More. Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious if you speaking about this situation with your, your good friend or best friend, I'm sorry. I can't remember what you, what term you used, right? But either way, good friend, either way. Uh, hopefully he's not listening to this and gets all upset, <laughs> but uh, would, do you still, would you do that again? Right. Or are there any concerns about partnering up with such a good friend? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, Oh yeah. You would I think do it, it again or, Oh yeah. There are concerns. Both. Um, I think it has to be the right person. I don't really like mixing that kind of stuff, but with the tech company that I started that we talked about, I also partnered with a friend and that really took a toll on our relationship so i feel like that situation kind of we grew apart and then every time we talk it was just business not we're not friends anymore so i have to be super cognizant about this and in this case it's less hands-on more passive it's kind of like investing in real estate with your friend things could go wrong but it's not like running a tech business where like you're on all the time all the time all the time yeah. like you can take some lulls so, so i would, you I would learn from I'm curious to, because I, I mentioned this, right? You've now mentioned it a few times as well. I think especially when you're starting and it's you and another person, right? Each one of you is 50% of the entire pie, right? Mm -hmm. So a massive part of that entire pie, right? So um, I'm curious, how, how do you choose and make sure you're partnering with the right person, right? What in your situations here that you're talking about, um, what have you learned from the situation that didn't go so well versus the situation that is currently seemingly going very well. And what would you do different next time? I think it's, you can have really good friends and have poor communication with them because you see them and you have fun and it is what it is, but like doing business with someone is very different. Um, like things like, oh, hey, I took the meeting because uh, I knew you were busy instead of rescheduling it for when we're both here can either be construed as that was very helpful or you edged me out of this meeting and I didn't get to contribute, like depending on the person. Yeah, so fair. I think making sure, making sure you have like a very good, you have good communication with your friend, whoever you go into business with making sure you feel like there's no power dynamic imbalance. Um, my buddy that started the tech company with what he said was he doesn't feel like he's contributing as much because he's not an engineer. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, there wasn't as much work for him to do, but he sent, he was still 50% of that pie. So then I think that caused weird, like he felt like he needed to do more in other areas 
but it wasn't about providing value. It was just, he felt like he needed to just do more work. So I think that was interesting. It's like finding, I needed him, but he felt like I was doing more work. And did, did it, he know it, that you needed him? Was that ever said? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I'm asking simply because I think those are very good examples. Right. And I think they're, very common day to day in any relationship, professional or otherwise, right? Where totally, there's yeah. miscommunication, right? And and you know, as you're explaining this, I'm thinking about what I, you know, what I would do, what I think about the topic or whatever. And uh I think for me, it's like you said, it really all comes down to communication, right? Because if if the relationship is such that both parties in this situation are okay with just saying things as they are without being afraid of upsetting one party or the other and just say, Hey, I feel like I should be doing more work because you're doing a whole lot more as the engineer. Now I'm concerned. It's bugging me. What can we do about this, Scott? Right. Maybe your answer would have been, well, no, that's fine. It's expected at this stage of this journey, right, right, but right, right. I need you because here's what you're bringing to the table now. And here's what you're bringing to the table tomorrow and the next yeah. day. And then, one day it'll change. One day you'll yep. be doing more than I will, yep. right? And just yep. having that conversation, like we just kind of hypothetically or, or role-played here, um, should be fine, right? And then yep. both parties walk away from that, like, okay, yeah, I feel good. But if you can't have that clear line of communication, then I, I think, things break down. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm really thinking about the question you asked me. I think in a lot of these situations, you just want to get up and running as fast as you can. You ignore a lot of these signals. That's like, something's not right. Like we got to talk about this, you know, like, ah, it'll work itself out once we get a couple customers or oh, it'll work itself out when we have so much in the bank or blah, blah, blah. And then we, you just keep pushing it off. Cause you're like, we just got to get this done. And I don't think you think like that, that conversation we just had is valuable. Um, especially on a smaller team. Like, it's like you and the other person, yeah, go do your work, I'll do mine, and then we'll get a thing going, you know, which doesn't really work out because um, there's so much stress involved. It's a, Starting a business is a stressful thing. If you take a loan out, if you're hiring people, if you're paying people, you're not making money, but you're spending all this time, like, it's stressful. You're Very. incorporating a business. Do you, what, what kind of business do you incorporate? Do I, are we a partnership? Are we a corporation? All this other stuff, so. Um, I think all of that adds to the need of communication up front. Yeah. Um, but also having a partner to go through this stuff with, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can be very helpful. Totally. To take that off, take that stress off, bounce ideas, talk. Bounce ideas, I, share <clears throat> workload. I thought about this. <clears throat> I'm not, I don't mean to digress, but I think that this type of, like you said, the the partnership and the, having someone to bounce ideas off of is also super important for engineers. And I recently thought about this, like if you're at a startup and you're only one engineer, or maybe you have a specialty, you can't really bounce ideas off of other people because you're a specialized person. So having a community of people, which I wanted to start a Slack group. We can talk about that later, but it's like, we can just pair people in specialties pairing on stuff. It's like, Hey, I have this weird problem. Like, can we talk through it? 
because there's no one on my team that can actually help me bounce yep. ideas off. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. I digress, but it, it's similar tone to what you're bringing up. Yeah, no, this is interesting stuff, but yeah, I mean, I would partner for sure. Um, I think I'd spend a lot of time making sure I'm getting in bed, so to speak, with the right partner. Mm-hmm. What does I, that mean? What's the what's the right partner look like? I mean, it's some of the stuff that I was, you know, alluding to or that I mentioned earlier. Um, but I think we have to have aligned values just as humans, right? Because mm-hmm. we're all people before anything else, right? Uh, with regards to and towards, you know, our, our social environment and other people and whatnot. Um, so just core values, um, sharing those core values um, is critically important for me. And I would uh, always typically make sure part of like the screening interview, whatever you want to talk about, which is another thing we could probably touch on in, in yeah. more completeness down the road. But um, I would make sure some of my interview screening you know, questions are and relate to kind of figuring out what this individual's core values are. Um, I think, you know, understanding and making sure that their work ethic is what I would expect it to be, right? Whatever your expectation, whatever your bar is, that their work ethic aligns with that bar. Because if there's a massive disconnect, right, you might go into a mode where you're just operating like you typically operate, and the other individual is not, and that starts creating frustration between the two of you. But it was just, no, different work styles or whatever. So uh, work ethic is a big one. Um, And then, um, you know, clear communication, like we've touched on a bunch of times, right? So I would I would stress test the communication part a lot in kind of the screening process, the courting process, the interview process, whatever you want to call it. Because if you can't just speak your mind freely, uh, when it's just two of you starting something mm-hmm. in a highly stressful environment, like you were saying, then you're, it's going to be rough, right? Yeah. So um, I would look for those. And then obviously the last one is I want to have fun, whatever it is yeah. that we're doing, I want to have fun. So I want to yeah. be able to have fun with that person, whatever that means for you, right? Whether it's going out for drinks or playing basketball or baseball or going for hikes or just reading a book, whatever it is for you, but being, you know, really being able to share fun moments with this other individual is something that I would be um, looking for. Right. Um, and then probably goes without saying, but obviously I would look for somebody that complements my skills. Like I uh, mentioned earlier, right. Cause if it's just finding somebody else that could do the same thing I know how to do, then there isn't like that, that, you know, those, those, puzzle pieces that get together and build a more complete picture. It's just more of the same. So would you like, I have a couple of things I want to talk about, but what would, what would look like complementary skills for you finding a partner? Is that sales? Is that marketing? Is that content? Like, what does that look like? Um, I think for me, some of the aspects that I lack the most are around the, um, you know, product design and 
product specification. I think I could get a big, sorry, a big, a decent understanding of what my problem is and what the customers might want. But then going into specifying what a cust, what like a product is and how a product to be built right will fit into a um, uh, you know a, a landscape of different potential customers is not my strong suit. I think mm. anything kind of visual, artistic, I'm not good at at all. So, you know, really getting somebody to that can more easily create visuals, create, you know, nice, compelling graphics, artifacts, you know, storylines, mm. whatever, um, would be a, a big one, I think, for me. Um, that's, that's what I would look for in kind of like a founding partner. Uh, there's a whole lot more stuff that I would look for on the technical side to complement mm-hmm. what I may or may not have. Right. But I think that's a separate conversation. That's more like when we start hiring and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Something I'll add to the list is um, work. This might fall under communication, but like work style, right. If that's something I value a lot when I partner with someone are, and I lean more towards asynchronous, like can, can we, can we have very few sync meetings a week, but still be effective? Because like, this might be a moonlight gig or you have some other obligations and you can't be with each other all the time. So like, how comfortable are you working asynchronously? How comfortable are you, you using these um, tools? What are your expectations synchronously of us? Um, because if I like working asynchronously and someone else wants to be in a room for eight hours a day, get together, that's not going to work out. Um, so just to add on top of that, um, but, and then do you value, we talked a little bit about like hard skills, compliments. What, what about soft skills? Do you look for someone similar? Do you look for someone kind of similar? Have you thought about that? Um, so soft skills are extremely important. Um, think about your question. Have I thought about it? Like looking for similar or, or like someone that, compl- yeah, like someone that complements your, your soft that's good, skills. That's a good question. Um, I think I'm, I'd be looking for somebody that has soft skills because not everybody does so i would start with that um how much should they be complementary to mine i don't know i don't know if it's as important as the other stuff we touched on um Mm -hmm. i think you know again having those soft skills must have in my book i would not work with anybody that does not have soft skills and I understand that they could be very, you know, right now it's very loosely defined what yeah. we mean when we say soft skills, but having that, that EQ, right. Having that um, tact with other individuals and being able to read a room and all of that. Uh, yeah. Must have in my book. Cool. So, sorry, I didn't really answer your question, but. No, no, it's good. Because I, I don't think I've thought about so, that either. To to wrap things up here, I'm curious, Scott, because when we started the conversation, you, I think you said you'd go at it alone. Has mm. anything following this conversation uh, in your mind changed? 
Not that I was trying to. I'm just curious if the conversation. Yeah, I would. I think. um, Yeah, it actually did change my perspective. I would. I wouldn't go at it alone. I would maybe go at it alone until I found someone. I would be more selective about my partner. um, And intentional. Because I think. I, I think to me that takes time and to me that's wasted time and it's not because I'm like, oh, I just got to get this done, whatever. But I think organizing, planning, like, like who am I looking for? Who compliments my skill set? What are my current skill sets? And yeah. then really being selective about finding someone. But then as I'm doing that, still working towards my progress. So yeah, you did change my mind because I'm thinking about it. I worked with, um, I worked with a product designer on some side projects who is flawless and amazing. And us working together was one of the most seamless experiences. He would make it look pretty. I would build it done. Like no conversation. Awesome. I trusted him. Perfect he trusted marriage. me. It, yeah, it was, it was, it was literally perfect. Um, so yeah, I think knowing that now and you bringing this up, I, I changed my answer for sure. Well, hopefully this was helpful to some of our uh, listeners. Oh, yeah. And as always, if there's anything you absolutely want us to talk about, please leave us comments, reach out, let us know, startuptips.dev. And um, we'll talk to you next time. Scott, thanks a lot, Sounds man. Sounds good. Thanks, right. Nathan. Take care.